you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, hey, hey do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Alright, welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Afis and with me as always is Devin. We are going to be talking about Raw this week and just kind of wrapping up what all happened with the King of the Ring tournament, with a certain potential heel turn that may have happened on the show, and just some other news and notes here that we have regarding the the show that they did this week. So um, I guess where I want to start is King of the Ring because that's that's one of the biggest things. Maybe not the biggest this week because it was a pretty massive thing that happened. But it the is end something to talk about. It is something yes. of note. Yes, yes. <laughs> so let, let's get right into it. I mean, <laughs> this whole which one do you want to start with? Do you want to go with this Baron Corbin? Man, go with Baron Corbin, man. Let's okay, just get right. that out the way. All right, let's get it out. Right. Of the way. So, <laughs> so in the back, uh, Cedric Alexander was getting interviewed, and you know. During that interview, or maybe before it had just got started, uh, he gets jumped by the OC. Yeah. And so, you know, Cedric, and I had heard rumors, actually, about them maybe going with an injury angle for Cedric. Uh, there was something posted, I don't know if it was Meltzer or something, but they said mm-hmm. that it was potential for maybe something like that to be written into the storyline uh, but nothing had been confirmed and then this happened I'm like oh damn that report was true okay yeah. and I was dreading it because with that happening it's like okay well Baron Corbin is set up real nice to win this this matchup you have an excuse for why Cedric would lose and, and not making him look too weak after building him so strong in the last, right. the last couple of weeks so um, it kind of works perfectly for Cedric and for their plan to, you know, it seems now like the road is being paved for Baron Corbin to get to the finals. I mean, we'll they get to the rolling out the red carpet for this man right now. Man, I'm telling you, it's just it's, it's crazy that they just have so much love for Baron Corbin. And yet some yeah. of these other guys that we feel like are well deserving too are just not getting that same treatment. I mean, this this dude got the matchup with with Seth Rollins. He's he's had multiple uh, Universal Championship opportunities. Yes. He's he's been money in for the no bank. reason too. When yeah. when that storyline was going, I'm like, bro, he needs to go somewhere, right? So I just I don't know. So anyway, the the prediction that that we had talked about that I had made uh, on last week's show was it the was premonition. Being, let's let's, yeah, let's get that correct. <laughs> <laughs> is that it would be Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable, and yeah, I just feel like after we're seeing this week, they they are definitely on a collision course. Uh, Baron Corbin won his matchup against Cedric Alexander, um, and uh, you know the match itself was solid. I thought it was a solid matchup. I thought um, it was. Uh, I thought it was really good. You Even really though like I it? didn't, okay. I didn't care for Bo- uh, Baron Corbin. I thought it was really, really good. Like uh, Cedric and Baron Corbin have some really good chemistry, man. Yeah, they they do. You know, I I think just the fact that. I can see where it's going with Baron Corbin potentially being the yeah. the king of the ring. That's why I wasn't 
quite excited about the matchup. Yeah. Like, oh man, like this is this. I know where this is going. Um, but the match itself, just just looking at it in a bubble, um, it, was, it I thought it was a solid match. You know, it was it was great for Cedric in terms of the way that he would end up losing. It was it was fine. I, I don't I don't think he loses anything with this with this defeat. Um, and with Baron, it just continues to build him. And he continues to sit on that throne after he wins. So um, your uh, uh, thought on this being a curse for these guys is, is not coming true <laughs> no, for man. Corbin, man. No, I'm done. Just. Going against your premonitions. I, I tried to. I, I was. I was like, I can't believe this. I, I, I'm not going to accept this. I'm not going to accept your your predictions, your premonitions. No. <laughs> but here we are talking about the expected outcome. Yep. Yep. And it's just it's it's it seems like we're full speed ahead towards this man. Like, yes. oh, gosh, I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about it. I wish it wasn't the case. I want to be wrong. Please, WWE, <laughs> prove me wrong. Um, but let's talk about the second half of this uh, this King of the Ring, uh, the, the matches that we had on Raw, which was Ricochet versus Samoa Joe. Yeah. Um, and this one, so the match itself, again, you know, to me, it felt like a solid matchup. I thought that Ricochet was going to go over in this matchup because I was thinking it would be Corbin versus Ricochet. Um, now, they ended it with a double pin, um, which to me is always kind of goofy. Like, I really don't like ending matches like that um, mm-hmm. where there's this controversy of oh you know like both guys shoulders were down or who pinned who first and all that and then the referee comes out and he's like yeah well actually what first happened was Baron Corbin said here's what should happen both of them just kind of eliminated each other so I should just have a bye going into the final I was like you know <laughs> you could do that I mean you might yeah. as well just get this out the way because that's right. where this is going yeah um the referee's like actually Corbin it's gonna be you against Ricochet and Samoa Joe yeah. in a triple threat he said it like a dick he did he did <laughs> I'm like okay I guess you know like <laughs> right <laughs> That works too fine, but um, I don't know. What What's your thoughts on the fact that this is going to be a triple threat match right now? Well, you know, I guess it's a way to. I, I the way I saw this, I'm like triple threat. Okay, this is how you're going to get Corbin over. Uh, you know, I don't know who's going to take. Maybe Joe's going to take the pin for this. Uh, but yeah, I know, I know. The the triple threat is is weird for King of the Ring. It's I think this is a is this a first time ever it's triple probably threat? Probably the first time ever. First time in history. Yeah, I I I bet on that that it was probably yeah. the first time ever. Even though it's the first time, I don't want to see that. I'd rather have it keep it Imano versus Imano, you know, in a King of the Ring tournament. That's yeah. what a tournament is. You got one person going against another. Not now you look at the graph; it's all freaking weird. You got. Samoa uh, Samoa Joe at top, Ricochet in the middle, and then Barrett Corbin at the bottom. It's like, yeah, and I, I just don't want to see this because I already know the expected outcome. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I'd was, rather just have Samoa Joe and Ricochet battle it out, and then all right, let's see who's going to face Corbin like that. But if we're going to do it this way, then you know, just man, just let's just get to the result then. It just, honestly, it just feels dumb. Like, it feels yeah. like the dumbest decision they could have made. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Like, if this were sports, let's just say this is a tournament. It's like the Final Four tournament. Oh, the match ended in a draw or the game ended in a draw. So let's have, all you know, both teams move on to the next round and face the third team. Like, you imagine in football if, like, in, in the playoffs – 
like the like we just saw the Bears game, right? So Bears and yeah. Packers playing each other in the playoffs, and they ended a draw in the playoffs. So you know the Rams, let's say, are the team that's waiting. So instead of having the the them going to overtime to figure it out, they say, well, we're going to let the Bears and the Packers go on to the next round to face <laughs> off against the Rams. Like, what kind of stupid stuff would that be? Yeah. Like, I think that this should be the, should be treated in the same way if you're going to do it as a tournament. If it's a exactly. tournament, just go in overtime. Okay, double restart 10, the match. Fine. Restart the match. That's a perfect reason to restart the match. But instead, they go for this triple threat because they just don't have the balls to have one of these guys just pin the other one and just to make it a one-on-one matchup to have either Joe eat the pin or ricochet the pin. Like they just like, well, we can do a triple threat, and that way yeah, we can find a to way. Protect them. Yeah, to protect somebody. Like, no, you, you committed to doing a tournament. Like, have the tournament. Have an end. Like, it can't, it shouldn't be this way. It shouldn't be this complicated. And it just seems like lazy writing, and it just is a dumb it decision. Was. And it takes me out of the tournament overall. It like, was. it just loses yes. its prestige. Yes, I, 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 I didn't care. I didn't care yeah. about it. I'm like, I don't care about this triple threat now. Right. Like, oh, they're trying to, they're trying to you, know, you know, puff it up. Like, oh, it's the first time ever. I'm like, I don't care. No, it's a king in the ring tournament, and you're having a triple threat at king in the ring. It's like, like, because you're too, because you're doing lazy booking. Yeah. Oh man, bro, this is another. I don't know what's going on with it's on a the mess. Pay, on Paul Heyman's watch again, man. On Paul Heyman's watch. First, we had Drew losing in yes. the first round, and now we have a triple threat match to decide who's going to go to the final. Like, come on, this is just it's lame. It's lame. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I want to believe that maybe it wasn't completely Paul Heyman that decided this. Like, maybe him and Vince were button heads or whatever. And then he's like, okay, Vince, you know, have it your way. Um, but I, he's the guy that they put as the head of this now. You know, he's yeah. the guy that we're looking at. Like, yep. you know, you are the the creative director or whatever. So if, if I have a problem with the way that it's looking, like, you're the one I'm going to look at now. Because exactly. you're the face of Raw at this point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You got just, the stroke. That's what you he, said. That's what he said. That's what he said. And right now, it's just it's, it's not looking good. Not looking good for, for this. Just lazy, lazy booking. All right. So we got that out the way. Um, let's let's jump to the next thing that happened that was really huge on this card. I'm not even going to wait to go into this. Let's talk about what everybody's talking about, really, oh, which yeah. is the whole uh, Becky, Sasha, Bailey situation. Um, why don't you break this one down for us? Let us know what's going on. So, man, so I guess there's going to have a, what do they call a champion's showcase? Uh, mm-hmm. between uh, it was not Sasha Banks, but it was Becky it was and Becky Bailey and going against the tag team champions, uh, yep, Alexa yep. Bliss and Nikki Cross. And yep. this was the main event. Uh, so it, it started as your typical standard, you know, just match. It was basically just all Bailey in the first, I'm going to say 10 minutes uh, mm-hmm. until she finally got the hot tag to uh, to Becky. And it, it was crazy. I want to say right before Becky got the hot tag. Uh, it was Sasha Banks who decided to make a guest appearance. You know, her music hit. She's kind of strut down towards the end of the entrance. And she just, you know, she's just casually watching with a little smirky smile. And Bailey just like, hold on, telling, you know, telling Becky, like, no, don't do it. Just just relax. We got this tag team match. Focus on that, basic, basically. And, you know, we are figured out this later. So. You know, they they go back on, on their standard match. You know, after the, Becky gets her hot tag, they're going. Uh, she's you know she's getting on uh, Nikki Cross, getting on. Uh, oh man, my mind is going blank now. Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Yeah, my coffee's wearing off. 
Yeah. My second cup now. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So Alexa Bliss. And all of a sudden, you see Sasha Banks rolled in out of nowhere. And she's just welling, welling, welling on her, welling on her. Then she rolls out, gets the chair, is whacking her with the chair. And then all of a sudden, you see Bailey snatch the chair out of her. And then she's just holding it. He's just looking at her. And then she just cracks like this subtle smile. And. and Started whacking Bailey Lynch with uh, Becky Lynch, Lynch. Yep, Becky yep. Lynch with it, whacking her, whacking her, whacking her, man. I'm like, oh wow, and that's basically how it ended, man. And I, there you go, you got a Sasha, no, no, not Sasha, but you got a Bailey heel turn, possibly yep. question mark on it, asterisk yep. marks maybe. Yep, yep. Because uh, <laughs> we've been down this road before, yeah. You know, yeah. with the whole, uh, who was it, Bailey and Sasha Banks was going at it before when they had a little storyline and they decided to send them to group therapy basically and that was the end of that but here I I, I was kind of like alright I was kind of hesitant of buying this because of what happened before that was my first thought I'm like alright she's, she's it's, it's, a, it's a heel turn but I don't know you, you fooled me before so that's how I felt felt about it what was your thoughts on um I felt clearer about it until Smackdown and we'll get into, ah, into that what yeah, happened yeah, but yeah. Um, I, I wanted to believe in this. And so, you know, for me uh, on Raw, I was like, OK, here we are. You know, and it makes sense because, you know, when they earlier on the night, they interviewed Bailey and were asking her about Sasha, you know, saying, you know, she's your best friend. Like, what do you have to say? You've been really quiet. And she's like, uh, yeah, you know, we do talk. But what we say, you know, I'm not going to really talk about that here. Um, so I, I, I thought to myself, it's going to be hard for me to believe that. Because Bailey, I follow both Bailey and Sasha on social media. Yeah. And they're hanging out all the time. Even when Sasha was away, like, oh, you yeah. still see them together. Yep. So it, it would be kind of tough. Like, I guess what they could do is just stop showing each other on social media. But it's mm-hmm. hard for me to believe, like, Bailey would be against Sasha, but they go on social media and you see them hanging out with each other. It's like that would just kind of disrupt the story. So it makes sense if, if Sasha's going to be heel, turn Bailey heel, and they can still do whatever they're doing on social media. And, you know, be friends on TV, but both of them are heels now. So I, I, I thought when it happened, you know, I was shocked, definitely, because it's like, damn, Bailey's never been heel. We kind of talked about this a couple of times, like, you mm-hmm. know, a Bailey heel turn might be the best thing for her because she got gotten kind of stagnant and stale, you know, while on the main roster. And, um, you know, but what would that look like? And, you know, because Bailey has just been so positive, it's kind of hard to buy into it. But we're both kind of curious on what that would be like. Yeah. So, you know, seeing it, I was like, okay, we, we're doing this. We're doing this. I want to see how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so you I wasn't like, hesitant at first? No, I wasn't. He- I want I wanted I wanted to believe in it. You know, I wanted to yeah. go with it because I, yeah. I want I think this is good for Bailey. Um, I think it's good for their story, for for Sasha and Bailey's story for Becky. I think it's good now to have two of the 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 four horsewomen against her um and really at this point we were looking at, we're looking at three heels out of the the four horsewomen yeah. which that that is one part of it though that did bother me a little bit is the matchup and again we'll get into this when we talk about smackdown but charlotte is a heel and bailey is set to to go against her clash of champions so you're gonna have a heel Bailey versus a heel Charlotte for the championship. I, I don't think they're gonna happen, but you know I go more in depth of how they probably rectify that 
Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about this part, that part of it more on SmackDown. Yeah. But just in terms of what happened on Raw, like I actually really enjoyed it. It was a good, shocking moment. I thought. Um, and hearing you say that that you were kind of hesitant, like I can understand it. It makes sense. Yeah. I can't argue against that. You know, because we've seen this before with her yeah. and Sasha. You know, her turning on Sasha, quote unquote, and then they had the therapy session and all that. So yeah. Yeah, if I haven't we, seen that, if then I would have been all in. Like I was still shocked. The shock yeah. value was there. Yeah. But I was like. Uh, is it a heel turn? I don't know yet because yeah. they got me before with this. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I, I hear what you're saying, and I think you you make a great point with that. So you know, to be continued, especially with what happened on SmackDown, which will yeah. again, we'll we'll talk about that some more. But overall, I thought it was a great way because that's how the show pretty much ended was with with the, the Bailey chair shots to to Becky and then just Sasha and and Bailey kind of standing tall and I guess there was some more that happened after the camera stopped rolling cuz it just kind of ended which kind of pissed me off too because you could tell more was getting ready to happen it was. and maybe they just it ran was. out of time and it just yeah. cut and I was like oh come on how are you going to end right there like that's it just but in a way, it's kind of good because it leaves you wanting more. So it does. It, it does. It, you know, it, they used to do that a lot of attitude era. Yeah. You know, just yeah. you know, it would just be getting real good, and they just cut off like, oh man, I got to wait till next week now. So yep. Yep. It, it was kind of cool to see some somewhat of a flashback moment like that. Yeah. So yeah, man. But overall, we'll we'll keep we'll leave it at that for now. We'll get more into that a little bit later on. But um, so another thing, let's let's take a step back into earlier in the show. Um, I got a text message from my brother about the Viking Raiders, um, and he he texted me. Gosh, let me let me read this text. Hold on, I'm gonna actually pull up the text oh, on the phone yeah, because that's, that's... when I when I saw this text, I was like, yeah, yeah, he's he's really pissed. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Whoever is writing storylines for the Viking Raiders needs to be kicked in the face. This is the definition of insanity." So, full disclosure, when he wrote that, I actually hadn't seen Raw yet. Um, I I was still, you know, getting ready to start watching Raw. I was going to watch it a little bit later. Uh And so, he sent me that, and I'm like, oh, my God, what just happened? Like, did they just do something goofy or whatever with him? And so, you know, I was texting with him, just let him know I hadn't seen it yet, but I'm, I'm like, kind of dreading what I'm about to see. And then he's like, well, actually, you've you've pretty much seen what they did tonight already. Like, it's the same thing they do every night. And so I got it. It was like definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Exactly. That's that's what they did. And I looked at it. I'm like, you got to be kidding. They're still doing this with the with like local, you know, guys, you know, unknowns getting in the ring with the Viking Raiders are getting squashed. Like, when do we get to the point where the Viking Raiders are facing someone relevant, especially Last week they were going against um, the the OC, yep. right? To tag figure team out turmoil who, in the tag team turmoil match. In so a, maybe in a big brawl, right? So okay, continue that then. Yes, both, both teams are not going to be fighting for the tag team titles. They both would have beef with each other now, especially with the way they brawled. Why not just Man. continue that? Right. But they just decided, nah, no, nah, we'll just act like that didn't happen. You know, when you have the Viking Raiders doing this, and then the OC was back trying to, you know, challenge uh, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman, which is kind of cool, you know, except that didn't really go well either for them. Um, So I guess my thing is the Viking Raiders, are they done already? Like, are, are they, like, is, can we even salvage, do you see a way they can salvage this, or have they kind of just killed? any chance that the Viking Raiders have to, to be anything right now? I would say to the, 
to the smart fan, they're they're done. To the casual fan, maybe they still have a little bit more steam to them. Because uh, I did hear the crowd pop during their job and when I guess it, who was Eric or Hanson now. No, mm-hmm. not Hanson, but it used to be Hanson. Used to be Hanson, yeah. And that was Eric. He kind of just launched that skinny dude in the like, that was twelve a, feet yeah. in the air, and then yeah. you know, and they did the Viking experience move, and you but that know, was more about the move, not really about them. Yeah, yeah, and about the crowd still popped for that. So I'm like, yeah. all right, it probably bought them another week or two with that. That's how I took it as. <laughs> but to me, they're done. I was like, when they came out, I'm like, man, really another job rat? I thought we was done. Maybe just move on to like. To the OC. To the OC. Yeah, because, you know, it's, it seemed like that was unfinished business. Yeah. But, you know, like, to your point before, when you talked on the, on, on the podcast, like, sometimes WWE would just, you know, just scrap a storyline. Yep. Just because. Yep. And this is a perfect example right yeah. here. It's like it didn't even happen. Yeah. Yeah, we're just going to erase that from your memory. Just wipe it. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah, yeah this is the reason why I'm going to be heavily invest in AEW so I won't have to watch stupid shit like this night and day when it comes to the tag team division like like (sighs) AEW you can tell they care and love tag team wrestling here it is the exact opposite you've got a team who was just thrown together like they're tag team champions and then another team that just gets thrown together they're the new number one contenders and that's it like it's just it's it's annoying. It's annoying. It is, I, man. Yeah, it just, is. I don't get it. Like I, like Viking Raiders. It would piss me off when they was the War Raiders in mm-hmm. NXT. They were so good. Yeah, so good. The NXT division, tag team division, was stacked at the time. They're just taking challenger after challenger. That that last NXT takeover match they had with Aleister Black and Ricochet was dynamite gold. And then I'm like, all right, they get in the main roster. You saw a couple of squash matches with jobbers, and you still kept on seeing that, seeing that, seeing that. And they're, and, and to me, their act is getting kind of hokey now because every time, you know, they're getting ready to say, oh, the, oh, the Viking Raiders are getting ready to come up next. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, they just, they get the, uh, they show the graphic, not even a graphic, they just have the camera on them with that ominous light. It looks like a red, orange light, and they just puffing and puffing. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. Like, what? What are you doing all that for, man? We got an asthma attack or something, bro? What, what you need, man? Come on. Right. Every time, man. It's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, come on. You just you turn these guys into comedy act in my eyes now. I'm not, I'm not taking them seriously. And it's just sad for that, man. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm over it. Like every time I see him now, I'm just not going to be excited about it, and it's yeah. sad because I used to when they first showed up in the WWE. I didn't really have any con- or in NXT, I should say. I didn't have context for them. I didn't know much about them, you know. But then they started to build up their 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 act basically, and I was right there with everybody else chanting war, war, war. Yeah. You know, at an NXT t- takeover Chicago, like it was so fun seeing them in the pre-show, and um, you know j- when they had that matchup against. Uh, Alistair Black and Ricochet, that was like just an amazing tag team match. It was. And you felt the emotion, you know, at the end of it too, when they were both kind of showing each other respect. Even during the match, they were showing each other respect, and it was really cool. And um, just to go from that to, man, they've been on the roster now for a couple months, and they're just doing these jobber matches that don't matter, and the crowd is silent. I mean, to your point, during that one spot, the crowd did, you know, they gave them a reaction, which thank God they got something. 
you know, but it's just amazing to see this this fall from grace, basically for a team that just seems so talented. Like you know, it, yeah. I don't know. It's just such a waste. It's I such feel a waste bad. I feel bad for Hanson and Rowe. I'm like, I wonder how they feel. Like, man, here we go. I, another job rack we're about to do. Like, we don't even get the chance to just wrestle. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, I, I just wonder how they feel from their uh, perspective. It can't be good, man. I mean, maybe yeah. they're grateful for the opportunity to a point, but I think also you gotta they gotta know like this can't last. Like we're not right. getting a reaction. Yeah, we left like, NXT for this. Yeah, you know, just it, it just doesn't. I don't know. I, I I've never been a fan of the whole jobber thing of just feeding jobbers to a, a a team or a wrestler that you're trying to turn into a beast. You know, I get it maybe for a person's debut. Like yeah. you want to, you want to show off what they can do, their exactly, whole repertoire yeah. and everything for the first time. Maybe their second match, but we're months in, and they're still fighting job doing. I guarantee yeah. next week it'll be another job we're at. Yeah, but like, why? Just, just stop. Just have them go against the OC. You started that off like, like let them, let them have that matchup. Let them have a real feud. You know, because it's old. It's already old. Yeah, man. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm officially done with this, too. Like, like we was done with Drew McIntyre. Yep. I'm done with the War Raiders now. Yep, yep. The Viking Raiders. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the Viking Oh, my God. Yeah, the Viking Raiders. The War Viking Raiders experience. Yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah, whatever point. it's called these days. Know. Just done. <laughs> <laughs> Call it done. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, well, let's transition into the, the the opening matchup, actually. So uh, the Raw Tag Team Champions, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman, went against the OC. Um, and I talked about it earlier. It really didn't yeah. go well for the OC. It uh, did. So they ended up losing this matchup, which, you know, I'm just like, it, I, that's another one, too. I'm not sure where they're going with this. They, they were building the OC really well. And then to have them lose the belts the way they did. And then they got this matchup, which was it for the it wasn't for the titles. This match it was just a just a, like a it was just like a, a cha- just to challenge them to prove a point exactly. So yeah, and they lost that, which is like okay, they're out of the title picture completely now. Um, so I, I just I didn't like the matchup. Now after the match, the one cool thing that did happen was the beatdown, which I thought was. I don't know. It was it was kind of cool. It wasn't as cool as it could have been because again, the OC's kind of lost a little bit of its steam, a little bit of its luster. Like they're not as special as it seemed like they were becoming. Um, but the one thing that I kind of feel was interesting that maybe was a missed opportunity for the WWE is that Ziggler and Rude were there too, and it almost felt like of like they were getting ready to join this group. Like back in the yeah. day with NWO, it's like stuff like this would happen where you'd have the NWO and maybe there's another team there. Or even with DX. Oh, yeah. Like before yeah. the New Age Outlaws were a part of DX. Like you'd see a certain team or certain wrestlers like have a connection to that faction and then inevitably they would join that faction. And when the beatdown was happening, I was like, you know what? This would actually be kind of interesting if they took on Ziggler and Rude, added them to the team. Yeah, and toss them some, some shirts or something like that. Yeah, like, exactly. Man, here you exactly. go. Like, right. Give me a old school flashback moment like this. Make factions matter again. Yes, yes. I, I, it just would have been so fun. You know, with those two guys who have just been kind of like, they're, they're perfect for it because they've been, you know, around for a little bit. And the, uh, Dolph Ziggler's been around for a long time. Robert Rude is, you know, compared to Dolph Ziggler, not been around for as long but he's been on the main roster now for over a year and a half maybe two years i i don't know i have to look back and see exactly how long it's been yeah, but it had to my, be a year and a half not two if it's two then damn i know right? 
it might, it might have been, but regardless, like they both have been floundering on the roster. Sure, they're getting this tag team championship uh, matchup. That's great, but I think another thing to kind of help build them up, which usually works for factions too, guys that you know are talented but don't have really much to do. You put them in the faction so that they can all show up looking strong together yes. as an intimidating yes. uh, member of this intimidating group. Like that, that, that to me, they both would benefit from it. The OC would look stronger because now they just added to their ranks like i think it would have been pretty cool and when they did the two sweet you know with the with uh, gallows anderson and aj styles i was like oh if aj would have looked over to them and just and, like, did it called oh, them over and all man. five of them would have done that man Dude, because it looked like when they was just jumping him it, it looked like our right, aj styles just took charge he, he took he told everybody get Braun, get him in the ring yes and they yes. just followed in line they i'm followed. like Okay, <laughs> let's like, follow let's this, this up. Let's right. do this. <laughs> just, just make them just the strongest faction out there right now, man. Oh, and let man. AJ Styles run that because he's just a natural leader. Even, yeah. even before when they interrupted the contract, son, I love his interruption. He was, yeah. he was speaking facts too. He yeah. was like, "Hold on, let me get this straight." So you mean to tell me uh, the the reason why Braun got a, a championship out because he just stared at it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when the, it was crazy when Gallows and Edison like, hold on, hold on, don't stay on my championship. Those, oh <laughs> yeah, gosh, oh that was so funny. Yes, yeah, so it was. Like, yeah, like, might get the too. Like, don't, don't stare, don't stare at my uh, belt. Don't stare. I'm like, oh my oh, god, man. man, this is great. Yeah. This is why I love AJ Styles, man. Oh my god, man! It yeah, it was yeah, it was so entertaining. Yeah. It was so entertaining. Just just for a little bit of context on it, because AJ Styles was on the rampway with uh, Gallows and Anderson. They walked down the ramp, and and AJ Styles is saying, you know, he's a fighting champ, you know. And so I guess anyone that looks at my belt, like they can go ahead and get a shot too. But then he looks <laughs> over at Gallows and Anderson. He's like, no, don't look at it, don't look at it. He's backing up, like don't look at it. And I'm just like, oh man, this dude. He's just he knows he know like he he's just so good, yes. so charismatic. And he's having fun, man. Um, so yeah, that was just a great moment overall. It was, it was. I'm like, oh man, AJ Styles <laughs> the best, man. We was just yes. saying like, because I was like, yeah, that's basically how you got a uh, championship opportunity from mm-hmm. Braun. Like he just, he was just staring at it. He was just staring. And he so pointed cool. that out. I was like, you're right. You're speaking facts, AJ. Yeah, man. That's why you're my guy. <laughs> oh, man. Now, now speaking speaking to him real quick because um, we're we're almost done pretty much with with the main points of RAW that I wanted to talk about. But yeah. one thing that's been t- been talked about recently is I think AJ made mention that once his contract is up, like this is it, like this will be it for him. You know, like he's gonna retire. Which you know, when I heard it, I was like, oh no, that can't happen. Yeah. Like so, so I guess just to cap this, what do you think? Do you think Vince? throws him a bag of money and says, hey, you're not retiring. Like, you, you're going to stick around. Because he did something similar to Mark Henry, where Mark Henry was pretty much done. I, yep. I watched Mark Henry's documentary, and he was, like, ready to go at a certain point. And then he had a meeting with Vince, and Vince was just, like, you know, talking to him. And Mark Henry said, by the time that meeting was over, I had signed a new four-year contract. <laughs> you know, so he, he was tied. He was tied to the company. I had to keep wrestling for another four years after that, and after he was supposed to retire. So um, I just think you know AJ is still he's in his prime still. Yeah, he's you know, he's, he's look like he's still haven't slowed down. Like yeah. I haven't noticed him uh, just you know miss a beat. He's still going strong. Uh, but I think that's just the best thing to do, especially now you got AEW. You know, just, just coming, come, you know, uh, sneaking up on you. So I, I bet 
I bet my livelihood that, you know, by the time his contract is coming towards the end, they're going to have a private meeting. He's going to give them some buku amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Just bring out the trucks. Just put it right in front of AJ's house and say, here, what name your price. You know, exactly. we're going to throw all this money at you. You need more? Well, how much more you need? Right. Here's a check. It's blank. Put in yep. the dollar amount. Do you, you figure that out? Whatever you, your family need, you got it. You yeah. know, we need you here. So yeah, that's that's at least that's what I'm hoping for, man. Because I'm not I'm not ready to see AJ go yet. I'm he's not just been man. such a great that's, talent that's... over the years, and especially in WWE, like you know he's he's just I feel like even though he's been around now for a couple of years, like I feel like he's just getting started. Like he's really catched he caught his stride, yeah. and I just want to see more from him. So yeah. I'm, I don't I'm think my wrestling heart can take it. Like real yeah. talk, like if he was to leave, like. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't even want to talk about that right now, man. Just having thoughts like, oh, man, I want to imagine that. Well, the one thing that definitely needs to happen, that definitely needs to happen, is that when Finn Balor comes back, he needs to join the OC so that Finn and AJ can be on the OC together at the same time. Facts. Like, I, I, we just we have to have that. Even in Japan, they weren't on the on the Bullet Club together at the same no. time. He was, was he was out, and AJ yep. was coming in at New yep. Japan. That's it. They swapped places. So now yep. you know we have that opportunity in WWE. Let's make it happen. Definitely, while both of them are in their prime, while they're both you know still in the company, just just let's just do it. Let's do it, and let's like give that to the fans. Um, give that to them as as wrestlers, because I'm sure they've thought about it. They've talked about it. And I'm sure that's something they would enjoy doing. Um, so yeah, man, I, I just want to see it. So fingers crossed for that for sure. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, so yeah, that that pretty much nails most of Raw. Like there were other oh, things. Whoa, that whoa, happened. whoa, whoa, no, no, it doesn't. Hold on. Okay, well, <laughs> in terms of me, like things that I was excited to talk about. So you go ahead and, and jump in and, and give us another. Point okay, you so discuss. we we had uh, you know the Firefly Funhouse episode, mm. uh, and basically Bray Wyatt had kicked off a challenge. To the winner of the Clash of Champions uh, of the Universal Champions, so he 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 challenged either Braun or Seth to Hell in a Cell, uh, Hell in a Cell match at Hell in a Cell. Okay, so I think there's a reason why I omitted this from my list is because Ooh. I'm actually not happy about this. Oh, the floor is yours. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so here's the thing, like the fiend character aka Bray Wyatt yeah. um is something special right now and if you put him in the title picture i think you kind of cut it off before it could really reach the heights that it could have reached mm, um okay. you kind of see the end coming when you put a belt on on someone and for Bray's character like like i think we talked about yeah, it yeah you know I what said, yeah you talked about this last week about it yeah, that basically what I, the way I see the fiend is that's something special that I only want to see the fiend wrestle on pay per views. I don't want to see him wrestling on Raw or any of the other uh, regular TV shows. He could show up and like just like appear in the ring or uh, you know scare another competitor or a legend or something like that. Like he can do that kind of stuff. Um, and definitely seeing the Firefly Funhouse on Raw or SmackDown, that's totally fine. But keep that special and and have it so where the fiend is basically undefeated. And just create this builds this mystique for maybe a year plus before you even consider putting the belt on him. Like I think that's the way you build this out because now it just seems like it's too too much too soon, and this this aura of the fiend is going to kind of go away. Like and and personally, what I'm afraid of is that it'll be Seth Rollins that beats Bray Wyatt that beats the fiend. Oh my god! Uh, Which is crazy uh, that we're at this point to where Seth. 
is becoming this dude that I'm afraid of going against a certain wrestler. The, the Beast Slayer, now Monster Slayer. And then the, the Fiend, Fiend Slayer, whatever, Slayer. Or whatever that would be. Like, I just, I don't want to see that. And I He's going to turn into the new Roman Reigns if he does that, man. New Roman, new John Cena, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he'll, he'll become that guy. And He's I don't already teetering that. that, that he's tiptoeing that yes. line already. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. And I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to see Seth turn into that because Seth, you know, he has a chance to be something different and not be as like, as hokey and, or as like, I don't know, as, as, as nauseating as, as those guys were at their worst, you know, when they were just beating everybody and they were, you know, just like burying, you know, things that we were just getting excited about. Yeah. And if he buries the fiend, that's, that's the end, man, for Seth Rollins, for real. Like, people are just going to turn on him completely. So I just don't want to see that. Now, if it's Braun that beats him, I mean, it's, 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 I think it's more acceptable. I could I could tolerate that. I could swallow that, you know, and be yeah. okay, you know, with Braun being the one that beats him. But you have to build that up and maybe at a WrestleMania, you know, like make that happen there somewhere special um, versus just, you know, on a, on a regular pay-per-view. Um, but I just, I feel like I want this character to get built up even more before we start getting to, to him having titles and then just counting down the days before the end, you know, and also too, like, I don't want him to have this, like, okay, let's say he wins it Mm -hmm. at uh, at hell in a cell, but then they want to keep the belt on him forever. Like that too is kind of, I don't know. There's something about that. I don't like either. Yeah. So I, I I just think this is not a kind of book yourself on the corner. So I I don't know. You know, to your point, I agree. That should hold off of just putting the belt on Bray. Yeah, but I see it from their point as well, from a business standpoint, because of AEW of the competition. Because yeah. of that, I think the reasons why they're just kind of fast tracking this Bray Wyatt or the Fiend, uh, him getting the belt instead of just waiting, you know, like you said, maybe a year. Because I think a year is a good time. Mm-hmm. I think that's when the crowd is just, you know, just hungry for it now, and you're just ready, anticipating any any moment here. Uh, you're kind of just shooting your shot pretty early right here. Yeah, because he it's like he doesn't need to be in a title match for it to be special. No, Bray like Bray's matches right now are special because they're they because of the fiend because of that character. Yep. You know, it's like an Undertaker match. You know, like it's just whoever goes against him, that matches is, is like an event in and of itself. Mm-hmm. So you don't need the belt to try to heighten that moment. It's already special. Like that belt should be used to heighten other other types of matches that maybe you know on their own they're good, but then they could be great with the belt. You know, with with Bray versus say Braun without the belt being on the line, that would still be special. It would. You know, it, it would be amazing to see the Fiend because go against it, Braun. it would be a story to have history, right? It would right. be the the master going against the people, and mm-hmm. and you can definitely tell that story, and everybody would be into it. Like that's that's a that's a story that that that's above the belt. Like yeah. you don't need the belt to to make the you know to make this match. Agreed. Agreed. One hundred percent. So that's where I'm at with it. That's why I'm kind of like not, not really feeling the the announcement there. But uh, well, that was your we'll reason see. for not bringing it up. I was wondering. I'm like, this ain't you to just pass up a fiend. Yeah. <laughs> I was just. I guess I was just so disappointed with it that I like. I was not even thinking about it. And I'm looking at my list and I see it there. But I just like. I don't know. I I, I talked to people about it and and my first reaction was like, no come on like this is of course they're gonna do something like this but yeah. not now like yeah. this isn't the time 
and just yeah, yeah. So. But I, I guess like AEW got them kind of spooked, you know, because of I, I, I know Vince saw the All Out or some of their talent, you know, board of directors whatnot saw the All Out pay per view, and maybe they got like, oh man, we we got to change some, we got to change some things now. Yeah, eh. well, I mean, we'll see. You know, I, I just I'm not I'm not looking forward to it. Maybe they'll find a way to end that matchup without the Fiend getting the belt, but then the Fiend still. You know, just terrorizes whoever he's going against somehow, some way. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just not something I'm excited about right now. That's just how yeah. I feel. Maybe it's it'll be like I don't know, outside interference. That's the reason why the Fiend won't get the belt. Maybe. Yeah. 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 That could be. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Um, any other moments you want to talk about? No, man. That was pretty much it. It was just. It was a decent raw. It wasn't like like uh, what was it last week? We kind of vent, had to break <laughs> it up, and you know, in two parts. This was much easier to digest. You know, I enjoyed AJ with his uh, with his antics, and you know, like we said, man, I think that's I think that's a dude they need to just keep on building on, man. Because if they can just make fashion factions matter again, I think you'll be on a good track of you know of the OC being a strong tag team or just a strong team period. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, it was, it was a, it was a good show. It was a good show. It was an entertaining show. Uh, King of the ring kind of had me a little bit dumbfounded. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed the, the ending of the show though, with Bailey's heel turn and, you know, her and Sasha kind of standing tall and just a special note, Sasha's outfit, man. Dang. Like she, she's coming. If she does this every week, yeah. I kind of like what, where, where she's going with this kind of, being not I can't say queen because that's Charlotte's thing but like a true boss in the way she's showing up you know both like with her attitude and the outfit and the hair and everything like it was just it caught me I was like oh man she was getting down in heels I was kind of surprised I'm like how the hell she get to the ring so fast in heels (laughs) (laughs) oh man so you know just something that that struck me there so that that was it was a good ending to the show overall um and yeah we'll talk more about uh the the bailey part of that in our smackdown recap but that will do it for raw so for devin this is a feast we will catch you next time peace all right guys thanks for listening to the clark street wrestling podcast